and welcome to Rebels Revisited. I'm your host, Johnny Orman. Today, we're looking at the Season 4 episode, The Flight of the Defender. So, acting on the information from um, Ryder Azadi, uh, the Ghost crew have split up. Um, sorry, Kanan and Hera are scouting... Um, scouting you know, the Imperial fortifications and their defences uh, with Chopper. Meanwhile, Zeb, Ezra, Sabine and Ryder are doing recon at the tie, at an Imperial facility where Ryder's spies have told him that they will be test-flying the new TIE Defender Elite, which is an upgraded model from the TIE Defenders that we've already seen. Hello, Lily, welcome to the show. Um... Ezra is being fussed over by a group of Lothcats, which is pretty funny because, you know, of his connection with them through the Force. Um, and they're all getting ready to go because nothing's happened when the TIE Defender flies over them and lands at the facility. Um, moments later, an Imperial shuttle lands and... Whilst Ezra and Sabine have decided to break into the facility and steal the the Navi computer from no, not the Navi computer, the flight recorder from the Tie Defender. While Sabine's in the ship, she asks Ezra to cause a distraction, uh, but then he realizes that the th- the shuttle is carrying Thrawn, Governor Price, and a group of command uh, Death Troopers. Ezra tries to do a uh, distraction and ends up fighting most of the stormtroopers at the facility, while Sabine ends up stealing the ship <laughs> rather than break than taking pieces out of it. Um, she picks up Ezra and they they basically they basically escape. Um, so as they're um, flying. Uh, Thrawn sends out um, some TIE Interceptors to intercept them. <laughs> and uh, Sabine um, tries to do something with the ship. I can't, she's trying to uh, switch off the tracking beacon. So Ezra's piloting and fighting these Interceptors while Sabine is, uh, you know, doing her thing. Um, she keeps complaining that he's, uh, moving the ship too much, but, you know, he's trying not to get shot down, essentially. Which, you know, you can understand. <laughs> um, so, they manage to get rid of the tracker, and they dispatch all of the interceptors. Now, Thrawn is studying this. He knows that Ezra's on there, but he's trying to figure out who else was on. Uh, one of his subordinates says, uh, questions whether or not it was... Hera, but uh, Thrawn says, well, no, if it was Hera Syndulla, she should have wiped out the ties much quicker. But as soon as the beacon goes off, he knows it's Sabine Wren. Um, that's when they put in a failsafe. So Governor Price activates the failsafe, which disengages the wings from the ship. Unfortunately for Ezra and Sabine, two of the wings break off before she's able to turn it off, and they crash onto uh, into a rocky formation. They leave the ship with a data recorder, and Sabine reckons that she can actually take the hyperdrive and they'll be able to install it in Ryder Azadi's U-Wing. So, dragging a hyperdrive and the um, 
flight recorder, they enter this um, system of giant rocks. Um, Imperial dropships start flying overhead, and Ezra starts to see some. Starts to see. Essentially, he thinks it's like a vision. He sees a white loath wolf and a white loath cat. So, having a look, he sees this loath wolf again. And Sabine's like, what's going on? What's, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I keep seeing this loath wolf. I think it's anyway. And she's like, what, from cave paintings? You know, Ezra, you're just seeing things. And, and Ezra suddenly looks really shocked because right behind Sabine is the loath wolf. And she turns around, looks at it, and all it does is say sleep. And she goes unconscious. Um, as the Imperial dropships get closer, the wolf lets Ezra get Sabine onto its back. And Ezra gets on with the flight recorder, and they hide the um, hyperdrive in a small cave. The Loath Wolf evades detection and gets them back to um, the Rebels' ship, to Ryder Zadi's ship, um, in essentially record time. Um, Kane and Hera have arrived as well, and they're very pleased to see everyone. Uh, the Loaf Wolf disappears. No one else sees it. And, you know, Kanan, uh, Ezra explains to Kanan that he did see it. He did see it. While Sabine tells Hera all about the hive drive. And how they can, you know, help get the information that they stole to the rebel, the rebellion. And there we go. That's the episode. So, this is uh, a really heavy continuation of... Um, Thrawn's TIE Defender storyline. Um, this is a massive upgrade to the TIE Defender as well, and basically makes it, um, you know, a force to be reckoned with, much more devastating than kind of your average TIEs or TIE Interceptors. This thing could, you know, really spell a problem for the Rebellion, and they're about to go into active production. Um... This is the first time we see a Loath Wolf up close and personal. Um, and, you know, it's a testament to Filoni's love of wolves. These things look really cool. Um, I mean, it's not like you're just looking at a big, you know, it's not like a big version of a wolf. Well, it kind of is. But it's like, it, there's kind of a, a Princess Mononoke kind of feel to them. So, like, you've got this giant wolf. But not not Princess Mononoke, but um, Hayao Miyazaki kind of feel. You know, this big wolf-like creature, but it's got, like, weird scales on its head. And it's got scaly bird-like feet, almost. Um, the fact that this giant white one can speak. It only ever says two words throughout the in the episode. Because um, Ezra later on asks it why it helped them. And it just says to him one word, and that's doom. And that's not spelled D-O-O-M. That's spelled D-U-M-E, which is Kanan's original last name. Kanan Jarrus is, of course, his uh, his alias, the name that he goes by now. But his, or- his original name, his birth name, is Caleb Doom. So... Uh, that's interesting. This thing's tied to Kanan in some way. Um, the hyperdrive being added to the um, to the U-wing is something that comes into play 
a bit later on. Um, saying that's quite an important thing. Um, and Thrawn's presence on Lothal is going to be a thing for a few episodes. Um, his his arrival now marks the end of um, the book Thrawn Alliance, where Thrawn and Vader uh, encounter the a, a race or a species known as the Grisk, uh, just on the edges of the unknown regions. Um, which is the second book of Timothy Zahn's um, canon Thrawn trilogy. Um, so that started with Thrawn, then went to Thrawn Alliance, and then into Thrawn Treason. And I'll be talking more about Thrawn Treason later on in this series, um, because that ties in as well. Um... So now Thrawn is back, he's working on his TIE Defender project, this is a big thing, um, and we get to see more about that as well. Um, like, a lot of these, this is where, like, a lot of the plot lines are starting to wrap up and get, you know, get finished off. You know, this is the last season, it wasn't, this was a planned final season, this wasn't like a oh, we've been cancelled and have to tie everything up really quickly. No, this, all all of these things feel really natural, and they progress really well. Um, and this is kind of where that's all starting. You know, now they're on Lothal, you know, all these plot lines, all these plot threads can tie up. And this is the beginning of that. There's only, like, I think, five or six... So we've got up to episode, so we're on episode six, and there's three more episodes before the mid-season finale, and then it's five episodes, but one of them is a two, one of them is like a feature-length one, so essentially we've got six, maybe seven episodes, we've got five episodes, but kind of six, seven episode lengths, um, so you know, it's time for the the threads to just start to get tied off and it it's it's good it's doing a good job kind of making those like thrones there tie defenders there um they've introduced the loath walls and they play a major part coming up um as well and all the paths are leading to this one place and that is on lothal and oh so close to the end of this series. I love this series. I really do. Um, uh, I can't remember their name, their username, but someone on Twitter asked the question, which do you prefer, you know, which one do you love the most, Clone Wars or Rebels? And as much as I love Clone Wars, um, I love them both. I love them both so much. But Rebels has... I have a bit stronger love of Rebels because... Rebels has the ongoing story. Clone Wars tells a large story, but it's not like... It's lots of little stories. It's an anthology series. This isn't an anthology series. Like, with anthology series, you can skip things that you don't like or you're not keen on. Like, I really enjoy... 
uh, American Horror Story. Um, overall, I really do, but there are a few seasons of it that I'm really not keen on. But that does, because I didn't really enjoy season two, it didn't stop me from watching season three, if you know what I mean. It's an anthology, it's different stories every year. Clone Wars was different stories every week, or every few weeks, if it was a multiple part arc. You know, there are a couple of episodes that I'm like, ugh, and I can skip if I don't like them. I could probably skip a story arc if I wanted to. Um most likely the droid arc with me Gascon. no one tell Kyle from Tumbling Saber I said that um I will be in trouble um but yeah like with Rebels like on a week to week basis sometimes there were episodes that were disappointing but when you watch it like if you like are binging it, it doesn't matter. Now I can't say that I'm technically binging it because, you know, I'll I'll do like three or four I'll record three or four of these episodes in a row in, in one kind of in a couple of days. But then I might not watch Rebels again for another couple of weeks. So I'm not binging it, but I'm getting through it at a a speedier pace than, you know, when it was being released once a week. Um over the course of I mean, I think I've been doing this for a year now, nearly. Yeah, just over a year. This, yeah, around a year. Um, so average is out, yeah. But, you know. But the other thing is, is, is because I know where the series is going, because I know where, you know, those episodes that um, you can perceive as filler, you know, where they are, you know, you can kind of gear up for it and you know, I know now, where, because everything does tie together. Everything in Rebels has a place. And the way I see it is when, if I, I'm going through, say, the Pergil episode in season two, I know where that all leads to because that's not over. There's still something about that to come. Maybe. (laughs) But, you know what I mean? That everything ties up. Everything ties into something. Whereas Clone Wars, like, they they had a few few things which led, like, kind of closely into events in the films and all things like that. But at the end of the day, like... I can skip stuff, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything, and that's what I can't do with Rebels, Rebels, you just gotta plow through, you gotta get through, you you have to watch everything, because it all matters, um, so yeah, that was a little bit ranty, but I'm sorry, anyway, I'm gonna head off now, um, but this, you know, things are coming together in Rebels, and... Oh, a few more weeks. Only a few more weeks left of Rebels. I'm kind of gonna. I'm kind of gonna be sad that I won't be watching it because I really do enjoy it. But if you are wanting to kind of go back to the beginning of Rebels, of course, you've got all these episodes that you can listen to. But also, um, there's a podcast called The Bad Motivators. I know some Anthony. You you'll know you will know of it. You 
I do believe you listen to it. Um, but for all those who don't already listen to The Bad Motivators, they are currently in... They've currently just finished... They're, they're one episode away from finishing season one. They watch it and do a commentary. And if you have enjoyed watching Rebels and you enjoy this, uh, these recaps, then go back, listen to The Bad Motivators doing their thing about Rebels, and then listen to kind of the corresponding episode of this show. And may you know, you might you might enjoy it. So uh, there we go. A little bit of shameless plugging for going back and listening to my stuff, and also plugging Bad Movies. It's a fantastic podcast. So um, I'm gonna start rambling now, and without further ado, and I'm gonna uh, leave you guys to it. I'm gonna jump onto the next episode of Rebel soon. Um, but thank you all for your uh, amazing contributions to the uh, Life Debt Project. I couldn't be doing half of what I can, what I'm doing, um, without you guys and your contributions and your help. Um, it all goes back into the podcast. Not podcast. Uh, podcast is coming. Uh, I've just started a new job, so I'm kind of just getting a lay of the land. Um, kind of figuring out kind of what my schedule is going to be before I sit down to record stuff. So probably a couple more weeks, uh, getting me into a rhythm with work so that, um, you yeah, know, I can make make a decent schedule. So um, bear with me on that one. Um, but there is a podcast coming and... Um, Yes, uh, so thank you again for your contributions. It all goes into the podcast, or the upcoming podcast. It all goes into uh, the blog. And, um, yeah, there we go. So, uh, thank you again. Thank you for listening. And, punch it, Chewie.